this week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Traveling Bottoms. Um, You know, for, I was thinking about this because the last few weeks we've been saying what restaurants we were going to, um, where we're going to vacation. And I said somewhere with the White Sands. And, you know, America, the only thing they got around here is this KKK. So um, we're not doing the white, nothing white around here. So I would have to get on the plane. And I will be a traveling bottom. <laughs> this episode is for you. <laughs> I will be a traveling bottom, bro. This episode is for you. Thank you. Uh, y'all are some resilient motherfuckers out there. I mean, I have seen the girls go from <laughs> Chicago to Atlanta to Mexico and back home through this pandemic. Uh, like it was as simple as changing panties. Uh, I wouldn't be y'all when I grow up. Or I just, changing I, buddy passes. That's what they're doing. I have a flight attendant friend that has had coronavirus for two fucking months now. Continuously tested positive, been in and out of the hospital. I was like, y'all, y'all don't want to see this as an example? This traveling bottoms, y'all out there, y'all, y'all are heroes. I just... <laughs> I'm dedicating this episode. This is this episode this is episode for is you. Dedicated to me. Wow, this is the first time an episode has ever been dedicated to me. So, okay, huh? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Beyonce said, "Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay." I'm gonna let Megan. It's a storm going on here in DC. I'm sorry for the audio quality. We're working on audio quality, and then what happens? A damn storm. So it's not us this week. It's the freaking storm. Severe thunderstorm. Lightning. I don't know if I'm looking at myself in the mirror or if and seeing my own light or if it's the light from the storm. Well, the only storm that I know is not is Halle Berry. <laughs> <clears throat> What's your name? I am the Superman. T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. AKA the real villain. <laughs> BKA BKA Sharkisha's Sharkisha's boxing coach. Come on out. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. You guys are loving those um August Alcina bulge pics from like 2014. So I, thousands of views. I'm like Oh, so I don't have to post nothing today because I'm getting my views. <laughs> I'm getting my views from 2014. Entanglements. Mm. <laughs> Entanglements. Entanglements is a cute song, actually. <laughs> Who I, laughing? I, I'm not. I, I read the lyrics and I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And then I listened to it and I was like, hmm, not bad. Points were made. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Oh. Our icebreaker this week is What was the last album, speaking of music What was the last album you played From beginning to end Without skipping a song Oh my gosh, you're gonna judge me You're gonna judge me, I'm judging myself Because I have to say it out if, loud if, if, if it's a City Girl album, then don't say it Just say you haven't listened Summer to it. Summer Walker <laughs> I know, not the new one I listen to, I stream her album over it. It is so good. Like the mood, it's the energy. It's the, it's kind of like her personality. Like she, like her singing voice. It's nothing really <laughs> there, but something is on. 
It's like, I mean, like, uh, it don't really go nowhere. And like, that's kind of the energy in the pandemic. It's like, it's it don't, it don't go nowhere like her performances. <laughs> like her award acceptance speeches. It don't go nowhere. But I can stream Summer Walker's album over it. And I'm like, wow. What did I just do with my last hour? I just feel lazy all of a sudden. <laughs> bitch, I feel a nap. <laughs> bitch. And I have been napping. Oh, you know what? I might need to attribute or whatever the word is. I need to give her credit because I have been taking these naps lately. Like, bitch, I woke up. It was 4.30. I was like, whoa, it was just 12.15. How is it 4.30? <laughs> Just don't get face tattoos or plastic surgery. <laughs> Being inspired by some walker. And don't up, upload no pictures to Instagram type of so name a better duo. Beyonce. That's the duo. <laughs> That's the tweet. That's the duo and the tweet. Uh, mine is going to be an odd choice as well. Uh, it's not not as odd as that shit. That shit was odd. <laughs> uh, Kelly Clarkson Breakaway. Ooh. 2002, 3, 4? What year that was? Five, what? yeah, because I think that's because I think she won American Idol in like three or four, and then yeah. this is the second album because the studio pushed out that first bullshit ass album because they had to do the contract. So yeah, that first bullshit ass album. Then was like, oh, okay, um, that one had Miss Independent on it. Okay, but the bitch, I got a Facebook album called um, Miss Independent. Y'all, long term girls know. Does that mean old? What is no, long term? it's because I was in college and then my roommate had moved out because he didn't want to be roommates with a faggot. And so um, then I was like, well, girl, Miss Independent, me. I got a room to myself. Nigga, you help me. My session's going to be better now since I've got a roommate on the other side of the room. The faggotry is going to be on 10, 12, 11, 13 it, numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it did numbers. So you also listened to Breakaway as well. Because that was the follow-up album. <laughs> Talking about you turned your faggotry up. What are the standout tracks on there? Oh, it's so many. Uh sober. Um it's a lot. But that was the last album that I listened to front to back. Okay. Um uh, it's got his stick like grits from a non-problematic white woman who likes snacks. We have to stand. And she's been non-problematic for a long time. And you know, the girls that have been in the game for like 10, 15 years, they at least have like a problematic time period. And we're like, girl, yeah. mm, okay. Mm. And then we let them come back eventually. Kelly Clarkson has been on the radar for this long and been non-problematic. I don't think she, she put out an album, go on tour, and then she have another baby. And then she go sit down for a year because she got a breastfeed. <laughs> and then she come <laughs> back with a new... Like, well, girl, in between breastfeeding, I was recording. So y'all getting a new album. Yay! And I'm going on tour. And then she gonna sit down and have another baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think she... And did she divorce? I think Am I getting the wrong way? Maybe girl? the first... No, I think she divorced the first husband. I think she's yeah, on okay. second. I'm not judging. Yeah, okay. So from start to finish, Breakaway. Breakaway is the title track. Since mm-hmm. You've Been Gone. Bop. Behind <laughs> These Hazel Eyes. Bop. Because oh yeah, behind these hazel eyes, yeah. <gasps> because of you, now it's too close to the sidewalk. Yes, Bop. Bop. Yes, gone. Um, you Bye. have no. When when you listen to the album, you'll know it. But it wasn't one that was on the charts. Addicted. Bop. 
Um, where is your heart? Ooh. She felt something about where is your heart. Walk away. You found me. I hate myself for losing you. I hate myself for losing you? Huh? <laughs> Hear me and beautiful disaster. Front to back. Front to back. You can't skip a track on that goddamn album. Monica, what are you doing? We need an album like that, Monica. Just saying, because I want Monica... Like, Commitment was... She performed it on Wendy Williams. I was like, uh, I'm not committed to watching this. And then I turned it off. <laughs> well, she wasn't committed to her husband at that time either. So, <laughs> mm. Our affirmation this week is now that July is almost over, we can find some solace that most of this trash ass year is done. Most of it is done already. <sighs> we only have... We only, have, we only have five more months left in 2020, and we have to keep optimism alive to keep ourselves alive. It is extremely easy to slip into doom and gloom, but make a conscious effort to look for the rainbow at the end of every storm. Pick all the weeds out of your life, but keep and celebrate the flowers. Is it original poetry? I'm a writer. Well, is it a quote? Oh, oh, girl, I, I pushed. I push pins. My name is not Cardi B. I'm like, oh, is she getting the, for the second year in a row? She's getting the songwriter of the year award. And this is the first time uh, a rapper has female rapper has won it consecutively. And she's the first rapper to get it twice. I was like, whoa, whoa. So Cardi B breaking all these records. When was the last? You know what? I'm not going to even. You know that. what? It's Congratulations early. to Nicki Minaj on her pregnancy. I'm sure we're going to get there because there's a Nicki staying on this damn recording. I'm pouring oh. my last call right now and I might need to take it right now. <laughs> Good girls are mad. Um, our word of the day this week, W-E-R-D <laughs> is Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. <laughs> what the fuck? I gotta spell it out? That's a Lil' Kim lyric. Anyway. Some of y'all um, have been listening to us for years, uh, uh, but in the words of, um, damn, what's that? What's that Philly trans girl's name that be with uh, MC Deborah? Y'all don't support me. Oh, the tall girl. Yeah. 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 We love her. Yeah. I forgot what her name is. Y'all don't. Anyway. Uh, support for this ghetto ass podcast comes from a couple awesome donors and from the support of some of y'all listening. Um, if you <laughs> like to see this podcast continue, please get over to our Patreon and for at least one dollar a month, you can continue and contribute to keeping this podcast on the air and on the necks of the oppressors of the LGBTQ plus community. Also, if you'd like to get your business promoted, Please send us a direct message on any platform: Instagram, Twitter, uh, Gmail, uh, Yahoo. We have all the things. We have all kinds of things. Y'all send us all kind of other bullshit on them, so you can send business requests there as well. I actually have a business request to talk to you about. We've been so busy recording and running our mouths. I, I forget the sponsor thingy that I got in my inbox. I need to talk to you about a possible. I got a request from a fan. Who said he was a straight man and he has a girlfriend, but my penis was hypnotizing him. <laughs> huh? 
what happened? <laughs> Sir, if you're listening, uh, you probably are. Please get over to our Patreon. The word of the day, W-E-R-D, is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. The link will be in the description. It sure will. I think it will be the first link because <laughs> I've learned my lesson. What? You not going to argue me? Okay. <laughs> okay. Am I going to argue? Maybe. I'm a traveling bottom, so I'm a little busy right now. <laughs> Sisterhood of the traveling bottoms. Girl, y'all better stick together. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> uh, as you guys have probably noticed, last week we took a mental health day. Um, but with all the news this week, I'm wondering if uh, we have enough PTO to cover a mental health year. But we heart <laughs> paid time off from uh, a, a job that don't pay. It will, it will pay if you guys get over to our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Word uh, of the day. <laughs> that's the word of the day. Uh, if So, the Energy. pandemic is still whooping our ass. Yeah, I'm going to start there. Uh, the president is a psycho. We have legends dying every other day. I ain't even. I can't even mention all of them. It's just so I would be remiss if I missed one, because it's just been another one, another one, another one. In the words of DJ Khaled. Yeah. Uh, and Nicki Minaj is pregnant. I mean, how how are we supposed to get through that? How are we supposed to get through that? She's pregnant. She's not so going we, on tour. Oh. What so, this is the so, best time to have a baby? No shade. It's uh, it's a horrible time to be pregnant because you know, damn Takashi Six Nine want to record videos while I'm four months and I ain't announced my pregnancy yet. And people are like Nicki Minaj looks fat, and then I'm like, here we go, body shaming women. Here we go, and then she turns out to be pregnant. Then I'm like, oh, I wonder if those people regret what they said. Probably not. No, because <laughs> the real fans knew. Like, <clears throat> if you follow any real Nicki Stan account. The Nikki Stan account has been actually saying that she's really pregnant and not fat for like three months. Yeah. Like the stands have known that she was pregnant. That's why she's been doing um, neck up videos on Twitter. I love you guys. I love you guys. Well, you love us. Do a new video. Put a video out for LLC. Inspire the girls during the pandemic. Start a business. Okay. <laughs> is L- is LLC not on her latest album? What you're laughing like I'm lying? No, I'm just saying like I I have assumed at this point that she has um, made new music. I don't think she's going to revisit Queen music at this point from the Queen album. I highly and doubt it's it. upsetting me and my homegirl. And you're not my homegirl, but I know it's another homegirl out there. I got. <laughs> I would like a, another video from the album. So. I thought you was my homegirl, but you're not. Mm. Mm. Imagine me. A traveling bottom. Um, <laughs> in other news, Barbados uh, is offering a special 12-month visa. A 12-month visa to remote workers who would like to live and work in Barbados. Uh, and... If you are projected to earn at least fifty thousand dollars a year during the year that you are uh, in Barbados working remotely, they would like you to come on in. They would like you to come on in. Come on in. Come to Barbados. Give us some business. Work remotely, except if you gay. Huh? Whoa! I sent you that link. <laughs> I tagged you in the link. I should have read the link. Wow! I did not read. The... I was like, this sounds like something a Superman can do. 
I know you like islands and stuff. I was trying to. I do. I send do. you to and the Rihanna I'm Island, but and I want I want to know just to go to Barbados. Um, and that's why I didn't reply because I was like, "Bitch, let me uh, uh put together put a show together, girl. Stop having me trying to re- react to a show on Twitter." Um. Oh well, I wonder how Rihanna feels about this because Rihanna is an ambassador. Yes. Uh, so and she's gonna be able to force all of the people. Um, let me ask Siri. How many people live in Barbados? I don't know. Siri don't know nothing. Oh, throw this damn phone. Twelve hundred dollar phone. Mm. Can't even do a damn Google search. I gotta unlock the phone, open. <sighs> but tell Shout me more about that. <laughs> Shout out to the Apple users out there. Um, <laughs> the Barbados Prime Minister Mia Amor Motley uh, said, although the COVID nineteen pandemic has been a tremendous challenge to people around the world, we believe it has also opened up opportunities. Accept the opportunity. Well, let me end quote there because the opportunities end if you are uh, fucking someone of the same sex. If you are married to someone of the same sex, then that's where the opportunities end, apparently, in Barbados. Because otherwise, they were like, oh, no. Uh, we got plenty of opportunities. We are trying to increase our GDP. I mean, we do need a little jobs, and they need jobs in Barbados. We do need bitches to have jobs because bitches here ain't got no jobs. But. So the principal applicant for this program um, cannot be in a relationship that subsists uh, between a man and a man or a woman and a woman or a trans individual. And that is completely clearly outlined in um, the paperwork and the documents that they submitted uh, for people to come and work remotely in Barbados. So um, Barbados, beautiful island. Um, Prime Minister, trash. Uh, I I gotta see have... if I can reroute my ticket as a traveling bottom. I was gonna. I'm like, well, girl, hey, ma'am, I know I'm in Atlanta because everything you fly Delta go through Atlanta. Let me reroute. <laughs> I gotta reroute. Yes, uh, and I mean there there are problems um, in a lot of Caribbean islands and West Indian islands uh, with homophobia. Transphobia, colorism, probably almost all of the goddamn islands, to be honest. Um, And I've been to quite a few, and I know that there are sections of the islands where they don't give a fuck. Like, there's this huge stigma about Jamaica, and I've been to three different areas in Jamaica and have never had a problem with homophobia. Um, I do believe that there is a problem probably in Kingston and probably in like the countryside of Jamaica Mm -hmm. and in other places. And the same can be said about Dominican Republic. Um, Obviously colorism issues, obviously uh, homophobia and transphobia in in, um, most places, in in certain places, not most places, in certain places, but other places in Dominican Republic, they don't give a fuck what you do. They want to know how much money you have. How much money are you spending in in, the lotteries? Is that how you call it? Pesos or what's the word? Pesos is Mexico. I don't know. That's why I'm asking what's the word. I don't know. I'm t- that's what I'm telling you. I think they probably say dollars. They know yeah, dollars? They, dollars? Yeah. <laughs> we traffic they traffic in dollars. Uh, in DR. Um so uh, this is a I think this is an issue um because I would have been down for this. I would have been so down for and I'm about to buy a house. 
And I'm gonna be like, okay, well, let's rent that house, and I just want to go to Barbados. <laughs> I'll rent that motherfucking house out, even though I just bought it, and go to Barbados until y'all figure pandemic out. Sweetheart, I really would have been down, but the basis of going, you have to be a heterosexual couple. What? Imagine being heterosexual. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> it went from worse to worse, sir. Oh, uh, it was so. Uh, Mm, I, hate, I, I apologize hate for linking you to that because it's trauma. I'm like, wow. I, no, I already had it in my notes before you. Oh, said it, that's why I was saying I didn't want to talk to you about it on Twitter because I have a a, a little radio show right here. Where mm. I could, mm, okay. Word of the day, Patreon. <clears throat> yeah, I got a little radio show. <laughs> uh, next, I want to um, go over a topic that we talked about years ago on this show before it was a popular topic. Um, and is now being more talked about and has showed up in HBO Max's I May Destroy You. Uh, the topic is stealthing. Uh, we talked about this topic endlessly years ago, um, and it was not a pub- popular subject to talk about. Not many people were talking about it, and people were like, what the fuck is that? What are y'all talking about? And now it is um, becoming a lot more mainstream, and I'm happy to see that the topic is becoming mainstream because the culture of stealthing, uh, unfortunately, is becoming more prevalent. Uh, more people are doing it and thinking that it's okay. So um, stealthing, if you don't know, is when the penetrative partner, uh, the person that is doing the penetrating, is wearing a condom and they, unbeknownst to the partner that is being penetrated, take off the condom and continue to have sex without the consent of the partner that is uh, receiving the penetration. That is stealthing. Uh, it is in porn is a popular uh, category or genre of porn now. Uh, it is obviously happening in real life and it um, was showcased on the show I May Destroy You. And I thought that it was an interesting topic because they asked the question about is stealthing rape? Any thoughts? Uh, oh my big mouth, Lord Jesus. It's, oh. So I don't want to just destroy plot lines lol <laughs> i don't want to destroy the plot but i've watched it because so many like when superman say you got to watch this i'm like oh, okay cool all right but <laughs> i may destroy you has been talked about everywhere so it's like mm, well and y'all know my way to review shows is to go watch the last episode and if it hooked me then i go back to watch the beginning so then i watched the last episode and then i was like oh this is good let me go watch the episode right before this last episode because I need to know right now what had happened 30 minutes prior. Then I was like, oh, I got to sit down and watch the full season. I don't know if you have to get on the bootleg, if you got to get your cousin password, if you just need to bite the bullet for $15 this month or that month. Wait till the show's over and binge the whole thing. But I may destroy you. They talked about rape where... She was stealth. Michaela Cole was raped with the stealthing thing. But also, what does consent look like when this person is just dry humping you? And I didn't consent to that. And so her gay friend, he did consent to sex with this dude. But then this dude was like, well, I want a round two. And he was like, well, I don't got a round two to get, nigga. 
<laughs> and then it was like, well, he put him in a bear hug and then just hunched his way into a nut. I was like, whoa. So was he raped? Because I didn't consent to being bear hugged and hunched on your bed. I didn't cons- So what just consent is rape and consent to whatever else these other sexual acts outside of penetration. Yeah. This show is so good. So it is. The- and so it's so much. So I advocate for getting it on HBO Max because I want Michaela Cole, who is the star writer. Uh, I think she directs most of the episodes uh-huh. and produces. I want her to get the views so we can get a season two. Yes. Because if she does not get enough views on HBO Max and get enough people to subscribe to HBO Max, then we'll never see any more. Because I'll be like, girl, move this black shit on out the way. Let's find something um, white and cishet so we can put that on. If we don't support it, then it won't get renewed for other things. So that's why I say watch it on HBO Max. Now, I say that, but I'm also going to say the whole series has been leaked and is on YouTube. So I'm not oh. watching. I'm not watching it on YouTube because pandemic, and I don't have shit else to watch anyway. So I I wait to watch it. You know, every Monday when it drops. <clears throat> but you can watch it on YouTube. The whole series is on YouTube. But I encourage people to watch it on HBO Max because we want her to get the views. Great because content. It's great content. It's timely content. It's content that we should be talking about, especially when talking about a subject like stealthing because. This ain't new. This is not new. Um, girls have been girls, bottoms, non-binary, anybody that has been on the opposite end of a penis with a condom on it has been in the in the realm or in the um, area to be stealthed. Um, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. That. Um, so I thought that it engaged um, a really good conversation about what is rape and what uh, is consent. Um, stealthing is not just an oopsie incident, in, innocent. Oh, and then mistake. his response. Oh my god! And then his right. Resp- oh, you got so I, we got to watch. The, it yeah, explores we'll rape in episode. such a. So I'm saying stealthing is not just an oopsie, innocent mistake or something you pretend your sexual partner knows um, for you to justify wanting to have condomless sex. Um, If you want to have condomless sex with them, ask them. Just ask or say, hey, I'm taking this off. I want to feel the real thing and let them decide whether they are like, "Okay, I want to feel the real thing, too. Because that that would be some people's answer. And if the answer is no, I would like you, I would like to keep it on, in the words of Valentina. Come on. She if got they, mask for sale. <laughs> okay. If they would like to keep their mask and the condom on, then that's their right. That's their privilege. If they don't, then get out. Go find somebody that does. Because it's somebody to do. Someone out there right now that is like, you know what I would like? Some raw ass dick raw dick he don't have to wear no mask he really don't even have to put no lube on because Loki somebody already just left and the lube that they put on me is still in there and I'm unsatisfied and if he just come over here and put his raw dick in here I'm going to be so excited you know that person is out there right now so you don't have to stealth anyone 
<sighs> um, get it all out, friend. Get it out. <laughs> oh, I have just begun. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You said you did what? I said I'm just uh, getting it out. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um. While we're on the subject, um, defund black masculinity. Today or tomorrow? Yesterday. Oh, hallelujah. We, we have <laughs> black masculinity because black masculinity is why stealthing seems to be okay in certain circles. And people are just like, oh, well, mm, it's okay. Mm. She knew. She understood. What she what? Talking. She felt it. And you know what that's being protected by? Black masculinity. People just not being accountable. Because... Man, masculine, I don't have to be accountable. So defund black masculinity. Um, black masculinity is, is killing trans people at alarming rates. Uh, defend. You say, you say that because, you know, we get counseled every week for saying that. I'm well, like, well, y'all got to counsel me for saying that? <clears throat> oh, well, girl, unsubscribe. Whatever. Do what you got to do. If you would like to cancel us, please go over to our Patreon, <laughs> P-A-T-R-E-O-N, uh, and cancel us there. That is where the subscription lies. If you go to our Patreon that's right where, now. That's where you have to be subscribed to in order to be canceled, okay? <laughs> if you would like to, please go over to our Patreon. And you could you can donate a dollar a month, and it will go towards our canceling. I will be canceled if you donate one dollar a month. I would greatly appreciate that <laughs> so much. And uh, that will help, help in canceling me <clears throat> for saying that black masculinity kills trans women. <clears throat> what was I? Okay. <laughs> you using the words, but I'm up here with the expressions, like with the neck roll, the hands. Cancel me, girl. Cancel me out. Cancel me out. Send me home. What's the, what's the new thing on Instagram? She's like, clock out for me, baby. Clock out for me. <laughs> clock me out. <laughs> Uh, the next story is uh, there have been three people arrested in Virginia for uh, the death of a gay man. Uh, I'm reporting the story because, again, what? no one else is talking about this. I need to listen to her for a podcast. What happened? Uh, Virginia. Vir- uh, so do I Google Virginia gay man? Virginia gay man. Uh, well, I mean. There's well, there's somebody named Virginia gay who was not there's... Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, girl. The The man's name is Jose Escobar Menendez. Uh, <clears throat> two suspects have been charged with first-degree murder and a third with auto theft in connection with the death of Jose. Um, he was found shot to death on a road in northern Virginia uh, in the town of Sterling about 3.30 a.m. back on July 8th. He lived in Winchester, uh, so he was up um, partying and playing and, well, mm. I, I don't want to say it like not that. Not P&P, not that you don't want to get him to necessarily p p but he was just out and about. Traveling so, bottom. Well, we don't know if he was the bottom. We don't wanna, we don't... Yeah. <laughs> a lot going on. A lot. It was a lot but going on. But he got killed. So here's the deal. Uh, they the They tried to steal his car. Well, they did steal his car. Um, and they killed him. Um, I'm not going to say the suspects' names because yeah, they don't. Other, 
there are other seemingly Latino people. Yes. They appear to be. Oh. Latino white, Latino and Latina white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm reading the story now. Oh. Right. So. Maybe it online, but she declined to provide further details. A friend of Menendez said she thought he had met his killer on a dating app, and she also suspected his death was anti-gay hate crime. Oh, the sheriff's mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. is saying that they think it's a hate crime, and they met the victim on an app. Yes. <sighs> okay, so sidebar, not related to this story. So my therapist told me I need to get into dating, just finding conversation, you know, because I feel so alone in the world right now with the pandemic going on. A lot of us do. So my therapist told me to get back into the dating app. So, you know, there is somebody on there who is willing to have conversation. So I pay for the Tinder Plus. I pay for Badu Plus. I paid for uh what else I've paid for? I'm thinking about paying for OK Cupid Plus, and I'm like, oh. girl, that sounds like a lot. But then, like, you got to be careful about this because, like, what if you, I actually do have like a great conversation with somebody and want to risk the pandemic to meet them, and then they like want to kill? Oh, I'll talk to my therapist as, later this week. As, I mean, the light, as the lightning strikes and the thunder rumbles, why you say that? <laughs> That's God telling you, hey, storm. Sis. Sit down. God is telling you to sit down. But I, but that's how we meet people. That's how we date in 2020. Not just gays or straights. I mean, like, that's how dating works in 2020. There's usually an app involved. Usually. I so. agree. Um, but is, is this not the time to put a moratorium on that and be like, you know what? I would like to date right now, but this may not just be, this is just not the time. Let's Let's just do something else right now and focus on dating in 2021. But I'm having great conversations with a few, a select few of the people. Uh, I'm having like decent conversations. Uh, do you see how the way I change it from great to decent? Mm-hmm. I'm having conversation in general. <laughs> it's just deep. Uh, so well, you can have you can. And no one's saying you can't make friends. And you but- marry. You ain't available all the time. I, 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 I wasn't available night. before you was I got married. You pizza and about to sit down and watch a movie with Bay. I'm like, but I want to talk for the next hour and a half. <laughs> and you was like, bye, girl. <laughs> and, and, and before I was married, that was not available to you either. Imagine me. I've been through so much <laughs> alone. <laughs> so there's a movie called Five Feet Apart <clears throat> that I'll reference uh, because... I continue to hear the same things about people just saying, I gotta find some dick right now. I gotta find some ass right now. I'm like, uh, it's a pandemic. No, you don't. Sit your ass <laughs> the fuck down. There's a movie called Five Feet Apart, where um, in the movie it's uh, it's a rom-com. It's white kids. Uh, so you have to put up with that if you watch the movie or if you've seen it. Uh, but they have a whole romance and they don't even touch each other most of the whole fucking movie they have to live five feet apart from each other because of uh cystic fibrosis um and i think that's very very timely for right now is you can have a whole romance nobody is saying you should not talk to people you should just be a a hermit you can talk to people you can there's all kinds of other things that you can be doing with people without actually physically meeting them 
if you're an old school player from the Himalaya like me, you know you could be doing all kind of things with these cameras and these microphones and things. Um, so I'm referencing the movie Five Feet Apart because you literally can be in friendship and in relationship and in fellowship with someone without physically going to go meet them. And um, in the case of uh, this story that preceded all the other shit that we're talking about right now, um, Jose may have just been alive if he did that. Like, this is not the time to go hang out in a whole other city. 50 miles away. Yes. Looking for, because looking for friendship, looking for to, you know, meet other people. That's what I'm, I'm being told that I should do for my mental health. But is it good for your physical health? Okay. Um, (laughs) I'll move along because (laughs) I don't know. You guys tell us what y'all think about this in the comments, like message us and tweet us and stuff. Like what, what are we supposed to do? I mean, cause it, before the pandemic, it's not like people weren't meeting up with people on the apps and being murdered. That was happening before the pandemic. Correct. But when you take chances like that during a pandemic, it's like, wow, I really trust you. I really like you. I am really taking a chance here. Trust is earned. How 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 are these I, people earning enough trust for you to be like, you know what? I'm gonna go up there. It's a pandemic. Miles away. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going up there to get some some dick, some ass, whatever the fuck he Friendship. was going up there to get. They stole his car and killed him. Wow. Yeah. But whatever he was going up there is was it worth it? Or this he could have just or he could have just stayed at home and um zoomed the dick or zoomed the ass. Was it worth it? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do know, but I don't know. okay, no, you know, but you don't want to <laughs> okay, you don't want to come around to it. Cool. Um I'm also looking for the same thing. I'm being vulnerable with you on this episode. I'm being vulnerable. Like I would like to hang out. I mean, like my favorite pass, I told my therapist, my favorite pastimes is going to the bar. <laughs> one, my number one pass, going to the bar, going to the movies, and enjoying uh after the brunch set. Cause you know, like after the girls get their brunch and then they turned up on their mimosas. And they two henny whatever they was having, the after brunch sets be so good. Like in DC, like the the rooftop sets, so great, amazing. You have to be there to know. And I miss those things. Those are th- that's what does. fun looks like. That's what fun looks like. And right now I'm sitting at home at my table on another goddamn Zoom call. Girl, I'm tired. I'd be at work on Zoom calls. I'm like, can I cuss? I wouldn't cuss somebody out in person at work today. I said, like, oh, I feel better. Like, I'm coming back to the old me. I cussed the bitch out in person. <laughs> yeah, everyone would like those things. But we can't have those things. And so it's up to us to be adults and not be children about real topics and real situations. Children say, oh, I want that. I want I want um, graham crackers right now. I'm like, okay, no, you can't have graham crackers right now. You're going to have to have dinner, and then you're going to have to go and take your ass to bed. You may have graham crackers another day. And that's the same thing we have to do with these same issues. Is Yes, everyone would like to go and um, fuck all the trade, and go and get all the bottoms, and go to brunch. And d- No, you can't right now. You have to be fucking responsible. Be an adult. 
or you can be a child. Because a child his first rally. <laughs> what? Who's be right? Kanye West at his first rally. Again. <laughs> Same thing. He, you can be a child out here. That's fine. But except that you are doing childish things and then having to pay adult costs. Oh, look who just placed their here for a shop.com order. Oh. Uh, shout out to Darius. Darius uh, is one of our longtime supporters, and uh, he is our Patreon spotlight this week. If you go over to our Patreon, word of the day, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, <laughs> you can hear our lively discussion around education um, and LGBTQ kids getting the fuck away from their uh, homophobic homes and things of that nature. But yeah, you would have to be... Like- Children, but you would have to be a pa- collegiate. Yes, you would have to be a patron on our Patreon to listen to that discussion. Yeah, I'm going to make his shirt free. I don't know why he paid for a shirt. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, So, what's next in Hot Topics? Or is that it for Hot Topics? Or No, I thought you had more to say, Megan McCain. Uh, first of all, I don't have to be here. Like <laughs> let, Friday, she was like, I don't have to come to work. Sweetheart, yes, you do per your contract. You do have to go to work per your contract. And you know who's going to talk over you? The Italian white woman in New York. She's going to talk over you. <sighs> Speaking of, um, new guidance from the defense secretary of uh, these United States that are fractured um, has come out that they will be finally prohibiting the display of Confederate flags on United States military installations. We had five seconds to celebrate that when we got to the rest of the memo, who, which also bans the display of the LGBTQ pride flags on U.S. military installations. I people are stupid. Um, I would like to make sense of something like this and um, would like them to be like, oh, well, you know, well, this is hateful and this is hate speech, but, you know, this also is hate speech. So, you know, we can't have any type of hate speech on a, a military installation in the country. Okay, but one of them really is actual hate speech and then the other one is not. People, anyone that looks at a pride flag and feels like that is hate speech is a hater. So, um, I thought this this story was important to report on because um, sometimes we get a little bit of a victory and, you know, we're making a one step of progress when we're saying, okay, finally, the world for the country is getting past these stupid ass Confederate flags. And we're uh, thinking about renaming uh, military installations. Uh, we're not allowing Confederate flags on the installations anywhere. Cause obviously they shouldn't have been there in the first goddamn place. But, and then we take two back by saying, you know what? Mm, y'all can't have these gay flags around either. What false equivalency is going the fuck on how is a pride flag 
the same as a battle flag of part of the country that revolted against this country on a military installation. If anything, that's like a, a, a swastika being flown in Israel. No one would do that. No one would do that. And our pride flag has absolutely the fuck nothing to do. It's completely in the opposite direction of a Confederate flag. But that's what we're doing in the United States of America in 2020. <sighs> These girls lost. The girls lost. And the girls are so mad about they lost. We had to keep arguing about it a hundred years later. We're still arguing about they lost. Y'all lost, girl. Y'all lost. Hang it up. You win some, you lose some. The girls at Bulldogs in Atlanta, they finding it out every week. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> I mean, yeah. girls. A compound. They lost a whole you, bunch. You lose. You win some, you lose. I'm not arguing with the you. The parking lot of Iverson Mall. The girls are losing out here. <laughs> Talk about traveling bottoms. I'm not arguing with you back and forth about your loss, sweetie. You lost. Take take all that energy, and you know what you can do? Put that into a career. Put that into a career, and not a career in hating, but a career in something that you're genuinely passionate about, something that will make you some money, because all this hating y'all doing, you're still broke. Y'all are still... Y'all are still subscribed to all the goddamn Trump care packages plans, welfare, um, SNAP, get the goddamn unemployment benefit that just ran out effective last week. Get you something that's going to make you some money long term. Because <laughs> what y'all doing right now, all this hating, you're still broke. I, I don't know if you need to, I don't know if I need to be your Bank of America app, <laughs> but hey, ain't no money in here. Ain't no money in this. Ain't no money in this. <laughs> the the name of the flag is the pride flag and so if any flag is called pride <laughs> how could it be it's called how is who is this hating on <laughs> who is this <gasps> hating on <laughs> who looks at the pride flag and is like you know what i'm offended so on patreon when he said like girl america ain't never been just the best of education it's just being exposed i'm like well you right about that <laughs> Uh, moving right along, um, Legendary has completed its episode. Uh, again, I don't mean for this show to be a full HBO Max uh, advertisement propaganda. because <laughs> they have not given. They gave me shit. <laughs> they ain't gave me no screeners. They ain't gave me no Sweet. dollars, uh, and uh, they don't like my pictures on Instagram. So this is not an advertisement for HBO Max. <laughs> but. Um, Legendary has ended. One of the shows that we've been reviewing and talking about, one of the, the only other uh, mostly black LGBTQ shows has ended. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we are fully out of spoiler territory where we could talk about it. So hopefully mm-hmm. girls have... Yeah, shit. This shit ended two weeks ago. Right. Well, okay, Who, so this is... Do you oh. think the, the house that won, do you feel like they should have won? Or do you well, feel like Spoiler alert running. We will be talking about this for like the next five to seven minutes. So, um, House of Lundvine. Okay, so they're a four-time Superior House winner. Cool. 
But I always did see that black dude with the weird hair from California. Oh, they're from California. So they flew to they flew to Balmain, the house of Balmain. They flew to New York to stay there to record. I was like, well, I never knew that to the finale. Fool me. Um, but of course I'm sure House of Balmain is a nationwide house, like House of Ninja. They just picked All of them those five Asian women to come on and represent the house. Um Well, it was four Asian women and one white woman. And one white oh here we go. Hold me accountable. Mm. Um, so for House of Balmain to take it, I really like House of Balmain, but I also think that Shorty, he's not a House of Balmain, but he's a fierce-ass fucking damn ballroom girl. And I also think Cheyenne, she deserves all of her things. Give her her things. They're hers, okay? She put in the work. Well, the, you know, show, the show is surrounding houses, not individuals. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that that was my point. Um, and also the girl who came in with the cow, the cowboy dress. Um, I think he was in House of Escada. Um, you can't take Escada. You can't <laughs> take Escada. I love Escada. So, I like the mother because the mother was cute. I wish um, she presented more. It's something I could use. No shade. Counsel me if necessary. Patreon.com forward slash your forward pot. Um, I wish she was something I could do something with, but she was cute. Um, but her performances. I think her and the mother of Lon Van both held, is what held the houses back. Because if Cheyenne coming out here doing double back handsprings and stripper heels, and then the mother's like, well, I'm just going to walk out and serve face. Face might be your thing, but serve face over there, girl. I'm doing a full body performance. <laughs> so when it so came you, really to think, you really think the house mother of Lon Van held them back from winning? Because she she's not Erica. a body... she. I love oh I love Erica. Every time that they won Superior House, I was rooting for Lon Van. But and when it came down to the Honey K, the way the father of Balmain loved his kids and the way that he puts himself out there as a performer and he gets out there and he does the performances and all that. He gave he as a father gives more at, than a mother than she gives. She is an amazing mother. She is an amazing mother, but when it came down to it, Balmain um, got what they came. What what he be saying? La Roche. They did need it. What needed to, to be done. Done. And I can't unsee. I can't unsee the. I can't unsee the Medea references because I was like, oh, she he, he do look like Medea. <laughs> <laughs> if Medea was younger. <laughs> but anyway, y'all check out uh, Legendary. Even if now you know what the ending is, it's still a roller coaster it's ride. Of, it's it's so still good. a roller coaster ride of a show um, to watch, especially right now when there's not much to watch. If you want to watch, and something if you don't sign up for uh, HBO Max to watch the I May Destroy You, that's the second show you can watch. So it's yeah. not just yeah, and it's already done. You can binge it all right now. You ain't got to yeah. wait for it to drop. Um, uh, last but not least. Um, did RuPaul delete her social media because she's about to crown Miss Cracker, the winner of All Stars Five, and didn't want the smoke of us um, mad because Shay ain't gonna get it? Is that your truth? Is it your truth? It's or a question. Paul's no, truth? I'm, I'm asking the question because I'm, I'm asking the question. No, no, no! I asked the question. <laughs> no, no, because I, I mean, I'm like, mm, huh? you deleting your social media at a peculiar time. Mm. So can't nobody get into your comments? Can't nobody say nothing to you because you don't have no social media right now? Hmm. 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 
I'm scared. Um, what, do you mean, what do you mean? All-Stars 5, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5 is going to uh, have the grand finale episode this coming Friday. Um, the report card, speaking of report cards, because report Thank cards you. didn't matter. I meant matter. to ask you that. Because the report cards didn't matter with Legendary, like we were just talking about, because there was literally one house that won all the goddamn trophies. <laughs> and then the other ones, it was picking up the scraps. And that house ultimately did not win. And here we are on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5. And now the report card is Miss um, Cracker has won three challenges. Shay has won two challenges. B has won one challenge. And so based on that report card, I might have to throw something at my TV. Because we were here with a white campy queen and Shea Coulee the last time. And then that white campy queen pulled roses out of her wig and then we had to watch Shea Coulee go home. And so I'm wondering is the reason that RuPaul took her goddamn social media down because she knows that that's about to come up on Friday and she does not want the smoke. From what I remember, a few weeks back, um, RuPaul had voluntarily, she thought she was doing something cute with the TBT post, and she was resharing problematic um, photos of her through Miss Racial Tension, and we talk about that on Patreon um, in our Tu Wong Fu review. Um, so RuPaul was trying to bring up some more of her posts or experiences in RuPaul's life where the race was front and center. And, you know, RuPaul discovered that she should not do stuff like that in early on in her career and she stopped doing it, which is what we all continue to hold her accountable for. But she was trying to be cute. Like, TBT, that time I had um, made something about race and or did something about race, and then the comments dragged. The comments literally, girl, you don't even sew your own wig. Put your own wig on. Do your own brows. And we're taking your lashes as well. And so RuPaul, and we're not even going to mention your white husband. According to reports, RuPaul was just so distraught by all the um, comments that she disabled her social media. And then I was like, uh, "This, this sounds like something RuPaul would do because RuPaul don't want that smoke, that race smoke." But also, your backbone. She's been getting that race smoke for a long time. So it's not. it, It got too hot. Just now, for no reason. I but I mean, I love RuPaul. I love RuPaul so much. I look up to RuPaul. Like what RuPaul has done as, you know, someone born in San Diego, San Francisco, and turned around and moved to Atlanta. Did a lot of faggotry there. Moved to New York because she thought she was that girl. New York said, "Girl, get out." She moved back to Atlanta. Then she's like, "Well, girl, I want to make New York happen." So she committed to making New York happen. Actually, got it done. And then, you know, got that done, came out with her single Supermodel of the World, and went on. I mean, like, her career, like, wow, somebody who was like, I'm determined, I'm going to make it happen. Cool. Love it. It's very aspiring. It's very inspirational. But, girl, girl, since, like, 95, 97, though, girl, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? And it's just, oh, I don't know. Well, let RuPaul tell it. Um. She's created a lane 
for over 140 drag queens. 200 at this point, I think. So 160. 160, sure. I want to say. Sure. Um, and I've seen her go back to that in so many interviews. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have. Applause. Yes, you did do that. I, I think that that is admirable. But there are also things along the way that you could have done that furthered some of those queens because a lot of those queens were white queens and they would have made it anyway. They would have made it in all of these bars and clubs, no matter what, had they ever never been seen on TV, they would have made it. Some of these queens of color, mm-mm. And some of them still like a Chichi Devane. Some of them still went on your show and are broke today. Yeah. So I'm hoping Kennedy Davenport gets everything that she wants. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she at least got a check because uh, uh, that was production. I ain't, I'm not even gonna get into that. That was production. There's, ain't no goddamn way in the world you can tell me Miss Cracker was gonna be Kennedy Davenport in a lip sync. You're not going to tell me that. Um, and so even with the previous season winner saying that, yes, she won $100,000, but she still was broke oh. afterwards because she had to pay a whole bunch of money back because she spent so much money to be in drag and to get in drag for drag race. So, yes, she won $100,000, and even she went on a, a, a tour. Uh, Evie Oddly, I'm talking about. Yeah. Season 12 winner. Season 12? Yeah, season 12 winner. Won $100,000 and was like, girl, yeah, I got $100,000, but I had to pay so much of of it back. So I say that to say there is so much more that RuPaul could be doing for fellow queens of color that don't have um, the access and lane that the white queens do because Trixie Mattel ain't broke. Katya not broke. Jinx Monsoon not broke. Alaska not broke. I can keep naming all these white. Willem ain't broke. Willem didn't win. Willem got disqualified. (laughs) Okay. You was getting your you was getting your fucking ass eight. You disqualified. Nobody's getting that ass eight around here. Except Willem was like, girl, (laughs) I'm calling my man. He coming over. (laughs) I don't care what the fuck y'all talking about. (laughs) <laughs> so, I mean, we can just go down the list of all of these um, white queens that have benefited from the show that aren't broke. And somehow the queens of color are the least followed on social yep. media. So that means they don't have any real influence that can command that they say, hey, girl, you got to give me this kind hey, of right. mm-hmm. When I come and do a gig or when I even show up on your goddamn Zoom or when I do a cameo for you. They can't command that because they're not followed by as many because they're not white. And Alexis Mateo was talking about that, um, about how being appearing on her original season and appearing now is so different. And even she said, Alexis Mateo was talking about how All Stars One social media had an influence then, but appearing on All Stars Five social media influence is so it's so different. And like a lot of the love you get and a lot of the hate, bro, the hate be. <sighs> So I guess RuPaul is not going to um, see any of that hate because RuPaul don't have no social media. Yeah, girl, um, log, what's the password, girl? Reset your password and come back. <laughs> I'm going to find it very peculiar if RuPaul again shows up a month after All-Stars. Like, hey, I'm back. 
But I'm surprised as the host of this show, her contract with VH1 don't require her to be online. social media. Because the queens have consistently said, World of Wonder be on our ass so much to promote the new episode that's coming out. Promote the behind the scenes content. And talk about it during. To talk about the show. Production be so, you gotta talk about RuPaul's Drag Race on your social media. Well girl, it's RuPaul's Drag Race. Is RuPaul here to share and tweet and upload and post? Girl, Stop calling me and tweet me and emailing me and threatening me my damn contract. Where is RuPaul of RuPaul's Drag Race? Where is his social media commitment at? <laughs> of RuPaul tra- Drag Race. She's a traveling bottom. Apparently it's not here. <laughs> um, last but not least, execute Ed Buck. Convicts <clears throat> Ed Buck. Sure. Uh, execute Ed Buck. Um... I saw a documentary recently that furthered my uh, suspicion and belief that Ed Buck is not a misnomer. Ed Buck is not um, one of a kind. There has been many Ed Bucks. There are many other Ed Bucks today still. Uh, If you guys have never heard of the name um, Ronald Dominique. I'm like, why is look, my name in it? <laughs> okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. Okay. When you when you when you look at the picture, you will notice that y'all are very different. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, Ronald Dominique uh, also preyed on disadvantaged men of color, mostly men of color in Louisiana in the '90s, um, and he did a lot of the same things that we know that Ed Buck did. Uh, as far as uh, targeting um, 23 victims. 23. And so... Known victims. Known Mm -hmm. victims. Uh, And so what alarmed me most, one, about the story is one of the places that he used to pick up men was this gay bar uh, off of Bourbon Street that we both have been to. And I was like, how have I been going to New Orleans for this many years and I've been going to this bar every time I go to New Orleans, and I have never heard this story. No one has ever told me about this. I'm like, he was literally in this bar picking up poor men of color, mm. raping them and killing them and dumping them in strange places off the road in Louisiana. And he was also using drugs as, hey, you know, you want to come get high? Hey, I got a little bit of weed or I got a little bit of cocaine or I got a little bit of this. Come do some drugs. Uh, He was also using pictures of women when he thought that some of the men were bisexual or heterosexual and saying, "Okay, well, if you come with me, um, this girl that I'm showing you in a picture, she's going to fuck you and I'll pay you afterwards. And then obviously they had got caught in a trap at that point and got got got. So. Um, I say execute Ed Buck because people like Ed Buck, people like Ronald Dominique don't need to be here anymore. Uh, Ronald Dominique is serving out life, a life sentence. Well, I think he's got multiple life sentences. Yeah, 23 dead girls. He's serving out a life sentence. uh, (laughs) And I don't understand why we have tax money to pay for Ronald Dominique to eat, to survive and to live. But we don't got tax money uh, to find the killers of Breonna Taylor, to find the killers of multiple trans women that we've talked about on this show. I would like my tax dollars to go towards that and not towards feeding and keeping Ed Buck and Ronald Dominique alive. I don't give a fuck if they live. Well, I do give a fuck if they live. I actually don't want them to live. 
yeah. That's all for Tepid Topics this week. Um, Listener questions. Thank you guys so much for sending us your questions to hereforapod at gmail.com or to any inbox where you can find us on social media. I have two questions for um, you at the Superman. Um, well, I probably am going to be able to find one during the live recording because I did not take notes. Why would I do such a thing? Gross. Mm. What? Work? <laughs> Who cares? The first one is from JB Nicole. Shout out to JB Nicole. Um, we love you. It says, reposted from somebody, please share this message with your trans femme sisters and trans attracted man. Um, it says, it's an image on Instagram that says, boycott DL man. Oh, girl, there's a slide. Okay, well, because I love slide you. to the right. One without flaws. We love you so much. I'm going to sit here and read all of it. To all my trans femme sisters, I urge you to take this message to heart and apply this to your life. Do not give your body, your mind, or your love to DL men anymore. When you give your time to DL men, you allow them to continue to perpetuate the same homophobic and transphobic narrative that is getting us killed. A narrative that says loving us is something to be ashamed of. That lusting after us is something to be afraid of. DL culture directly contributes to violence against trans women, especially trans women of color. We are being murdered by the same men who want to be with us and it needs to end. We live in a society where a man would rather kill us than admit he is attracted to us. Enough is enough. Don't participate in DL culture. Don't let anyone tell you that you have to be a secret. And if you're a trans attracted man reading this, you need to stand up for trans women. You need to publicly declare your love for us. You need to normalize loving us in your male communities. You owe it to us. And we're not going to fuck with you until they change. Oh, this is by India Moore. Oh, this is India Moore. Oh, I didn't know who was by from Pose. Oh, what was that flaws you pulled a fast one on me? So India Moore is saying she reposted either, this. Either from she pulled the fast one or you slow. <laughs> Memphis <laughs> City Schools. Um, India Moore retweeted this from another trans woman. So what are your thoughts on boycotting trans men? I mean, boycotting men who we had we had the conversation about doing things in private but not claiming it publicly, and I think that's where your speech is gonna go. Well, one, uh, one without flaws is a lesbian woman. Um, I don't know if she identifies as non-binary, but I know she, uh, she got a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll, I'll right now there. she got to grow up. My girl got to grow up. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm I'm saying that to say she's speaking for trans women when she is reposting what India Moore is saying because she's not a trans woman. India Moore is a trans woman and I 130% agree with what India Moore is saying and that is the spirit of what I have been trying to say for weeks about um, having parameters around what we let men do and be okay with uh, in regards to trans women. Um, just like I was talking about earlier about defund black masculinity. 
black masculinity is the reason that India Moore even has to say this is the reason that trans women get killed because they're like, oh well, I, my masculinity is so fragile. I, I, you know, I I had sex with someone, and I'm they they may think that I'm not as much of a man anymore because that woman was a trans woman, and so I'm so. I'm so fragile. I have to kill her. They what? Make that, they, make that, they make that leap. That's the leap that they make. And that's exactly what India Moore is attributing and talking about. So, um, one without flaws, you continue to be flawless. Shout out to you. Uh, India Moore, continue to be flawless. Shout out to Hold you. these things accountable. These literal N-words. Um, and shout out to um, our favorite um, Navy sailor who got the tattoo that um, his final destination is not his current... What's your, what's your saying? Your current location is not it's your family. final destination. There you go. Look at so, that. Oh. You've been on the same show before? Look at that. Bam, bam. Okay. So he sent us a question. Thank you guys. Again, if you have a question for us for here for a podcast... It's the email is here for a pod at gmail.com or any inbox where you can find us on social media. But our friend said, Hey guys, how's it going? Long time, no chat. I'm sure that's because you're in the Navy in Japan and always out at sea. So we love you and thank you for your service. Because who's going to be out in Japan out at sea for months? Not me. I'm unavailable. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Um, he says, a long time no chat. So I stumbled upon a post and I thought it could be a refreshing, quote, listener question, end quote, with everything going on in COVID-19. My question, what is, my question is, what are your thoughts slash feelings about your past, present, future, or current partner love language and how do you have what language best suits? And how do you have what language best suits your partner? So, if your partner's love language is physical touch, do you have the capacity to make physical touch a more nigga? I don't want to touch you all the time, nigga. I said I love you, ain't that enough? Or if words of affirmation, I love you. Okay, now go over there. <laughs> do you have the words to love your partner through the pandemic? Or if you're trying to court and you're dating, um, <coughs> oh, I was having a conversation offline. One of my friends broke up with his partner because he feels like he's not receiving enough acts of service in his relationship, but he also can't step out and go get acts of service elsewhere because of the pandemic. So it was like, uh, when I need somebody to ask me, do I need an extra napkin or... Can they do anything extra for me? Nigga, you gotta be it. You the nigga I'm asking on. So he's not a traveling bottle. <laughs> so do you have the capacity to help your past, present, future, current, you bury to your partner? Yeah, I think um I I so I think this is a complicated conversation because obviously everyone does not have the answers because if everyone did have the answers, these couples would not break up and the divorce rate would not be over 50%. And I think that that's going to change to 60% by the end of this year. Um, I think it's important to listen and say, okay, I understand this is what your love language is. This is what my love language is. We're going to be in the middle, and I'm going to do my best to speak your love language. 
at the beginning of relationship and fellowship because this don't have to be just in romantic relationships this can be in your friendships your friendships can be the same way where your friend would like uh you to come hang out with them and would like you to come to do brunch with them and would like you to come in um get your nails done with them and would like you to come in take dick with them you know certain friendships do different things and they're like girl you ain't come to the threesome that I wanted you to come to last week. So are we friends or not? Nah? So you have to understand what that love language is in the beginning. Through the rest of the relationship and or friendship or fellowship, you have to learn to speak it. So if I don't really go by um, acts of service, like you said, I'm more of a words of affirmation, love language girl, but my partner is um acts of service and i'm like okay well shit, girl i told you i love you i don't have to go and make you i eggs. made your plate Damn, i don't have I to make you eggs every day fuck i gotta ask you do you need a would you like a knife with that i'm i cooked That's you have knife. to learn you have to learn to speak that language if you want to be in relationship with that person if you don't want to be in relationship with that person you don't have to you can say you know what i don't want to have to do all that bullshit i can be by my goddamn self me you that's what i'm saying those are the <laughs> options don't 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 act like you don't know what that person's love language is out of ignorance either say you know i don't want to do that that's too much for me or learn and say you know what that's not really my love language but that's my partner's love language and that's how they would best like me to give them love and so i'm going to learn to love in that capacity or in the that the best way because i mean shit same with me i'm like okay well, shit, i told you i love you yesterday shit calm down <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you it every five seconds but i have to learn that my partner would like to hear it multiple times a day thank you for me for me as as a, a old grown nigga i i have never had to say i love you to someone three times a day in my whole goddamn life. And even in other relationships, I've never had to do that. But I realized that the love language that I need for my husband is if I don't say it at least a few times a day, then he's going to be like, so he don't love me. Mm. Okay. So I had to learn that that was his love language. And I had to just like learn any other language. Do you want to speak a little Spanish so you can get around when you go to Mexico, when you go to the mm-hmm. Dominican Republic? Traveling no. bottoms. It's traveling, traveling versatiles. Because the versatile girls, justice for them. If you would like to go places, <laughs> you're going to have to learn some other languages. <laughs> so quote me on that one. If oh, like I like to, that. If you would like to go some places, you're going to have to learn some other languages. Mm-hmm. If you would like your check, sweetie, you're going to have to Receiving talk to Receiving gifts. Receiving gifts is some people's languages. You're gonna have to learn some languages. <laughs> um, question. So how does it feel to like, okay, so he comes up and randomly kisses me throughout the day. Is that him showing that he loves me? Or is him telling me that he loves me? Is that the answer? Because it's like, nigga, I come up and I give you random kisses, I come up and I grab your ass. I that is it isn't that showing that I love you? It's like, no, I need to hear it. Yes, it is. I need to hear it. I'm like, it is if you speak that language. 
if you don't speak that language, you're like, oh, okay, he just touched my ass because he wanted to fuck. Oh, he just kissed me because he was right there. I need to hear him say it. So you have to speak that language. That's just like saying, oh, well, I don't understand uh, uh, Umpaquito. <laughs> of course you don't understand Umpaquito because you don't speak fucking Spanish. Mm. And But we all know that we've had that parent who worked a lot and um, threw money at us for field trips and things like that because they could never be there. And their relationship with receiving gifts, I feel like our parents traumatized us with that receiving gifts love language because I've received gifts before and I would rather actually have the person be there. That quality time, qual- for me, quality time, is it just means so much. Like, um, my but, guess, but but understand why that means so much to you because you didn't have it. I didn't. And that's, uh, yeah, that's and that's and that's why you speak that language. That's my I language. Have to break it down in in a yonla terms, but that's why you you speak that language because you my didn't parents have weren't it. there. My parents were not there for me. So if someone could say like, I'm going to set aside three hours, and these three hours are yours. I'm like, oh, we're, I got to find a way to occupy these three hours because I do want him to be here for three hours. I do want him to be here, but I don't got nothing planned. But also, like, well, don't plan nothing and see how the three hours pans out. Wow, look at us. Quality time with no purpose, and I don't have to perform as Ronald matters during that. You know? But then you'll be mad if you don't have no plans and don't got nothing to do. All right, that was our listener <laughs> questions. Thank you guys so much. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> What's the song for your song? Uh, before I get to that, oh. my sexual health uh, is going to be the same this week as every week, uh, probably until the end of pandemic. I'm sorry, uh, but I don't have nothing sexual to tell y'all, to talk to y'all about, or to teach y'all about until we get out of a fucking pandemic. I'm sorry. Uh, so it is Mask for Mask, M-A-S-K for Mask, Mask for Film, Mask for Dom, Mask for Sub, and anything in between. Um, the song for my soul. Um, this young lady put out a awesome, awesome album in 2015 she put out some other albums that i thought were good um but this album that she put out in 2015 i thought was stellar um she's going through a lot right now and that is why i'm spotlighting her sitting in the dark off in the room thinking of you i'm at the brink of me breaking down because all of these thoughts of me and you apart won't leave my head right now baby baby call me crazy because i know without you i won't be no good when the latch on my heart comes to you you should know if i don't have you rocks me to the core i can't love no more if i don't have you know i'm done for sure nobody worth fighting for I'll tear down these walls. That's on my life. I'll lose my mind if I don't have you. By Tamar Braxton. So again, like I said, Tamar Braxton is going through a lot right now. Uh, Nobody really knows unless you are a Braxton, more than likely. Uh, And I'm not here to speculate, not going to, but I just would like to make sure that we send... Um, 
prayers and positive vibes to one of my favorite Braxtons. Shout out to Tamar Braxton. The song is If I Don't Have You. And if I don't have you, Tamar Braxton, I will tear down these walls. Wow. Beautiful lyrics. And Tamar Braxton has always been a person about her lyrics. She's always does her own vocals. She don't want no auto-tune on her. <laughs> she's, she's always been that girl and committed to it. And in her music career, she's always excelled because her favorite is Mariah Carey, the the girl with the most octaves out of all the girls. <laughs> so, and Mariah Carey tweeted her love and support for Tamar right now. And Lady Gaga, she's been on Lady Gaga songs. I was listening to the background vocals of Born This Way. Born This Way with Tamar. Tamar was back there singing. What the watch better watch out. Ciao. <laughs> Yeah, so shout out to Tamar going through a lot right now. She's hospitalized from a alleged suicide attempt. But that's why nah, we. I don't know. I don't, don't know. know. Again, know. the only people that know their last name is Braxton, so. and so it's not for us to speculate. I just wanted to make sure we sing uh, good vibes. Music though, that music, that's some good music. Even when the only song she had out was um, "If You Don't Want to Love Me, Don't Love Me, Don't Want to Kiss Me, Don't Kiss Me." Sweet, is she gonna? If that was her career, that song by itself slayed as well, in addition to this song. So, I mean, the music does what it needs to do. Oh, uh, yeah, I could have ran down, because I had the Tamar night the other night, of um, all uh, all kinds of different Tamar songs, but I thought that it was... Uh, that one was really good. That one was one of my... It is one of my favorite Tamar songs, but it was directly pointed at If I Don't Have You, Tamar. I, yeah. I want Tamar to know If I Don't Have You. If we don't have you, girl. <laughs> so stay. I know shit. This shit is she treacherous. She has a song called "Stay" as well, but okay. And she does have a. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I could run down the whole discography, but that one stuck out to me. The song for my soul this week, since y'all like lyrics, here we go. Sometimes love, it can work out right. Sometimes you'll never know. But if it only brings pain in your life, don't be afraid to let it go. Let it flow. Um, Tony Braxton, let it flow. (laughs) You a copycat. (laughs) No, I seriously, in my personal life, outside of nothing going on in the world, and I feel like that's the only four minutes that I find peace. What I've been doing when I get home from work, I work at the hospital. So when I get home, take all my masks off, take all my clothes off. Girl, take a wash up because, girl, Rona, make sure ain't no Rona on me. Um, I come home and I sit down and I listen to Let It Flow by Tony Braxton. I specifically watch the video. I come up here to the table on my laptop and I put the red table. You know, (laughs) and I watch the Let It Flow video. And I sit here and I do deep breathing. I meditate. I release the day and just let it flow. And I take another deep breath, let it flow. And because you got to appreciate your lungs right now because, girl, it's a respiratory virus going on. So let the air flow, breathe again. Hello. Uh, You got to. Another hit that's like Rick. (laughs) Come on. Come on. So. Do we need to get y'all another playlist? (laughs) 
Because we can give you a Braxton playlist out here. One, one is coming, no shade. Um, so shout out to our Patreon subscribers. If you go to cancel us, patreon.com forward slash here for a pot, get a playlist out of it as well. Get you get it's a lot. You can get t-shirt discounts for the month of July. <laughs> You, wanna... you can just cancel us. Boycott. Boycott here for a podcast right over on Patreon. If you would like Which... to boycott us, get over to patreon.com right now. I promise you, I will be canceled. Boycott me right now. Go over there. So, um, but yes, Let It Flow by Tony Braxton. I just, when I'm de-stressing, when I'm finished, because I'm like, girl, even coming home from work is an additional 30-minute process. <laughs> I got to take my shoes off at the door. I got to take my clothes off at the door, because... I don't know what's going on in the world. I'm taking it all off at the door. Then when I come sit down, I can breathe and let it flow. I I could cry right now, and y'all know I'm, well. Y'all don't know. Superman knows I'm a crier. No, um, no. Wendy they Williams know. better watch out. Wendy Williams got shit uh, when it comes to crying. I bitch, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. But letting it flow, it's my song every day when I come home from work now. And I'm like, how did I get here? No, Deborah Cox. Shout out to Canada's Drag Race. She was the guest judge on Canada's Drag Race this week. Um, but this is song for my soul. I could talk about it for another 20 minutes now. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Woo. Uh, <clears throat> oh. Okay. This is the next uh, segment. Okay. Calm down. Um, this week, I am absolutely here for Another LGBT bar opening in New York City. So in the middle of pandemic, again, um, like I talked to you guys about in our affirmation, you have to be able to keep and find and celebrate the flowers that you have in your life, even though there's so much, there's so many weeds all around our whole fucking life right now. It's weeds, crabgrass, fucking killer bees. Mm -hmm. It's so much shit around us right now you have to celebrate when you get a flower we got a flower in the name of lambda lounge that's l-a-m-b-d-a lounge in harlem only the second black owned lgbtq bar in new york city um we have been reporting on bars closing up and down the eastern seaboard black lgbt bars Mm -hmm. and clubs closing throughout the whole goddamn country and definitely along the eastern seaboard for years we've been reporting on them and so i thought that we should definitely report on one opening and one opening in the times that we are in right now because this mm-hmm. is not the time to me it does not seem like a time to open a bar because <laughs> i'm like you gonna open a bar right now you and have a happy hour specials and can't nobody <laughs> come to the bar i am absolutely here for it because charles hughes and ricky solomon knew it was their time to own the bar the married couple recalls dancing at a club with friends a few years ago. Uh, Solomon says, when the DJ stopped everything and screamed in the microphone, men don't dance with men in here. That struck a nerve with me. We need to have a gay club, a gay environment that is a safe space for us. And he built a fucking safe space for us. It's called Lambda Lounge. It's in Harlem. Um, when the government allows bars to welcome guests indoors, they plan to open a deck and backyard space on Saturdays between 6 and 11 p.m. And I would like to come. I don't know if I'm going to come anytime soon because pandemic, but I want to come. Lambda Lounge, I'm absolutely here for it. Um, Charles and Ricky, couple goals, bitch. Then they were at a club 
dancing with each other, minding their fucking black gay business. Well, uh, they're, I think they're different. They're person of color. No, they're both. No, black. they they black. Yeah, they blackity black. They I'm black. sorry. The, one of the, the filter on one of the pictures, I was like, oh, <laughs> say, mm. yeah. yeah, but they're black. They black yeah. and black. They yeah, were they literally are ass. like melanin sub yes. and they are. They were minding their black ass business, dancing in a club, and somebody told them that men don't dance and men don't dance with men in here. Girl, did I pay my money? Men did don't I buy these expensive the club, drinks. And that's also the problem with the club. Men ain't dancing. <laughs> Why can't y'all manage your fucking business? And so they said, let us mind our business. We're going to go find and start a business. And I'm absolutely here for it. Lambda Lounge, Harlem, New York, Saturday, 6 to 11. If you out here playing these Corona games, go on out there and support them on Saturday, 6 to 11. Um, a lot to go get through. Uh-oh. Um, I know. So in the world of journalism, I've been thinking, oh, my gosh. So we got the new... White House press secretary, um, Kaylee, and I'm just like, mm, you are really not a White House press secretary, ma'am, because what you're supposed to be doing is trying to get the press some kibbles and bits and things, the inside scoop on the White House and coming out here and tell the CNN and Fox News that this were who you got to, you know, you got to give a look, get like, girl, I got a little extra for you because y'all Fox, because we got a Republican president. Cool. Fine. What you're supposed to do is go tell what's going on in the White House and come tell us out here. Go tell it on the mountain. Okay, I had a dream. <laughs> so, um, I was like, I, th- I really think we were doing fine without a White House press secretary. Because when we got one, I see no point in her having... Y'all are wasting it $75,000 for a job. I don't know. Y'all could have saved that and spent it on coronavirus testing. Because it's taking the girls two weeks to get their results back at this point. Y'all could have at least swirled the damn test... Th- module around one more time and got some girls some faster results. Kayla McEnany is worthless. I'm absolutely not here for it. Get out, literally. Like like Kanye West said about damn Kim Kardashian and her mama. They tried to lock me up. <laughs> and I'm not making fun of bipolar 2 disorder because Kanye West is definitely bipolar. Yes, it shows he was not diagnosed until he was practically 40. Why? Because black men do not go to the doctor. Black men do not go to therapy. You guys, y'all are laughing and giggling and making fun of and critiquing Kanye West, but this is why you need to be in therapy. There are things going on with you you do not know that you have going on. I have my therapist appointment now. I started going to my therapist because I have I have my little severe panic global disorder thing going on. But you know what? I got shit to talk to that bitch about this week. And it ain't related to that. I I had the little global pandemic disorder going on. But I also got some other things I need to talk to my therapist about. And I'm glad that I have built a relationship with my therapist over this time. Because now I have new things I need to talk to my therapist about. And I'm comfortable enough to talk to a therapist about. So while y'all are making fun of Kanye and critiquing him about running for president crying because Kim almost aborted their baby and allegedly she had the pill in her hand. Y'all, what? This is nothing to laugh or joke or play or this is nothing. He needs a therapist and you need one too. Okay? So, okay, one more thing that's not in my notes today. I'm going to get to my notes. 
Um, on watch, it, watching Kanye West is like watching someone kill themselves. And so if you are willing to watch someone kill themselves, you are also just as mentally unstable. It's scary. And because it's like, well, Kanye's having another episode. I'm like, girl, what is this? This is not UPN. This is not the Parkers. I don't want a new episode of this. He's no having another episode. It's like watching, you're watching him melt down. You're watching the train crash. And then you're like, what? He killed himself? I can't believe it. Wow. Kanye never gave us signs. TMZ got, got the link to like a multiple signs. Anyway, so something else that's not in my notes, but here I am. It's my podcast. I have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> a little radio show. Calm down. <laughs> I was watching Trials by Media on Netflix. I was like, yes, some journalism. Let me tune into this. Um, it's a docu-series that explores where people who were had court trials and things in the media. And of course, when you go to court um, for like being a serial killer... Of course, there's going to be covered by the media. And so it it explores how what you're going through in the court is also being explored by on the 5 o'clock news or the 10 o'clock news. And so an episode that was really good to me, um, episode called King Richard, down in Birmingham, Alabama, the CEO of Health South was um, brought to trial he won the case. Spoiler alert, he won the case. But with that, before knowing that he was going to win the case, so he was um, fraught. He had um, paintings, homes, cars, yachts. Uh, he had all the things going on, okay? He was a respiratory therapist for 20 years, and he was like, you know what? I want to start my own rehab center. So his rehab center grew so big that he ended up having hospitals all over North America. So allegedly, he was accused of um, on the stock market. F- f- what they call it? Fl- Insider training. Uh, making up numbers, pressing a four when it should have been a two. <laughs> like, girl, it should be a two, but I'm gonna press this five, and then we'll <laughs> just say it was five. Um, so scamming, <laughs> doing tricks, doing stunts. That's what we call it in the with the numbers. Case. He was doing stunts with the numbers. Allegedly, Cooking the books. <laughs> And so, what did he do Mop in me. Birmingham, Alabama? He went and joined the black church. Of course he did. Because his lawyer, a black man, told him, well, you know, you're a white man down here in Birmingham, Alabama. And the white people was like, well, nigga, if you cooking the books, then mm, you trash. Get away from us. But the black community, and you attention to religion, what? He became a televangelist and everything. Like, girl, you was the health, you was just running, you a respiratory therapist running hospitals, and now you down here running the goddamn, you come on after the Vagina Power Lady on the local damn, the local channel? Slash generation. (laughs) And so, Trials by Media on Netflix in their King Richard episode explores how he went from, he was so icy living on yachts, and now all of a sudden he's trying to get y'all to connect to the Lord because he don't want to go to jail. And how he, how his case inspired him <laughs> to find Jesus. And so the black pastor that took him in talks about the pros and the cons of their relationship and things that happened. So watch the King Richard episode of Trials by Media. Watch the whole series. Um, I watched a couple episodes. I didn't get to that one, though. 
Yeah, because it's like in the middle. I specifically watched that one because you know I work in healthcare, so I was like, <laughs> I also wanted healthcare was down to the courthouse. So I was, let me watch that one, and that one ended up being the best one. So, so now on to my notes. Okay, what did I write in my notes? Actually, <laughs> um, Wow Presents Plus their app. <laughs> They have a documentary on there called 101 Rent Boys. It's a documentary about um, sex workers in Santa Monica um, that came out in June of 2000, where these sex workers, 101 sex workers, tell their stories about being paid anywhere from $20 to $500 for sex acts. And they didn't they, call me. You weren't a sex worker in 2000. <laughs> um, they pee on men. They go to they go to the bathroom and do number two and don't wipe because men like to smell it. It was like a muscle queen. He was like the dude told me to go to the bathroom and don't wipe, and he just sniffed my butt for like an hour and he paid me five hundred dollars. Wow. Um, one black man on there um said that like he's a he's married and heterosexual. And after uh-huh. doing sex work on Santa Monica Boulevard, he goes home to his wife and kids. Crack open a cold brew and watches TV. And the only, him and his wife had a conversation, and her only requirement don't bring nothing home. Like, well, he should have brought his ass back home. Don't bring wow. yourself back home. Well, he had a nice package. They try to blur it out, but I mean, like, you know, it was some gay people during the over the blur um tool. So they did not blur the tool as much as they should have blurred it. The tool is pretty. <laughs> they use the point blur from the phone app. <laughs> so you, it's like it's a little ambiguous, but not really. Mm, you can still see it. Um, and one man um of Asian descent, I shared this on my Facebook. He had moved to Los Angeles to be an actor, but he wasn't really getting anywhere with that. And so um, but he was getting hit up by these men on the apps to be like a master in the bedroom with the leather and lace things going on. And so instead of being an actor on the screens, he ended up being uh, actor, a master, this master, but this dominant master in the bedroom where he spanks people and, you know, leather and lace and things. I don't know. So he found a career in that. And so he pays his bills off that instead of being an actor. I was like, wow. So um, 101 Rent Boys, the documentary on Wild Presents Plus. And also, if you sign up or if you um, find a way to watch it on Bullet. Cool. But if you get Wild Presents Plus, I am also watching um, the Work the World episodes. They're on season two. It's the largest drag production in the world. Oh, so I thought you were talking about that one with Eureka on it. What's that one with Eureka on it? Oh, that was on HBO. This, this we're here, and we we both have said grow problems. No. Um, so Work the World on the Wild Presents Plus app. It's the largest drag tour production in the world. And so they are also showing spotlighting the dancers and the performers behind the scenes. And what I have specifically been doing is watching all the black performers. Um, Monet Exchange, her episode came out today. But I also watched the Evie Oddly episode where you talked about earlier about how she has to, with even with her condition, where her bones hurt all the time, she still is expected to do meet and greets, perform for two hours, and then after that, she got to do the after show somewhere, and then her bones are hurting because she has a physical disorder that makes, where her bones hurt without her requesting it. My bones are hurting. And she was a lipstick assassin. And then they said that she can't do drag for a long periodically time, 
like in a couple of years, she's going to have to stop doing drag because her medical condition will be advancing and she'll have to stop. So um, I'm, I watched the Latrice Royale episode. Actually, I found out that Shangela was like the co-producer and worked the world drag tour was Shangela's idea. And she just had to go find a white man with the money to make it all happen. And Shangela talks about that in her episode. I was like, look at this black queen keeping the goddamn market going. <laughs> but we've been doing it for centuries. So yeah. of course, Shangela, it was Shangela's idea. So um, if you get the Wild Presents Plus app, watch Work the World and watch those profiles and excellence. And I w- only watch all the Black Queen episodes. But the thing I'm here for this week is 101 Grand Boys. I thought some. I, I, okay. I finally got there. I finally got there. Okay. The thing that I'm here for this week is 101 Rent Boys documentary, um, where they interview 101 sex workers and <sighs> that's what I'm here for this week <laughs> crashing <laughs> it's time for our last call <laughs> it's time for our last call uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with uh, our last call you're unfamiliar with the uh, episodes make sure you pour yourself a healthy shot of alcohol into a shot glass mug flute uh, receptacle mm. or right into your mouth and take a last call with us. That's us. Salute. Ooh. Tequila. Okay. So my last call goes out to drag performer Malika Dickerson from Memphis. Shout out to Memphis, M E M P H I S. And also Malika's name, because you know, women be spelling their name crazy. M A L A Y K A Dickerson. Um, on Facebook, she's been doing um, virtual drag shows. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And so I've been streaming them and I've get, given a donation or two here and there. <laughs> Because um, Maleka moved from Memphis down to Atlanta, so Maleka has um, the House of Dickerson, and like she have people come in, drag kings and queens, and they perform on her Facebook Live, and she changes the comment when there's a new performer to their cash app or their Venmo or whatever. So when um, Eddie Superman is performing, follow him on Cash App, Eddie Superman 1, donate to him. You can give a, a dollar or whatever to his performance or my Girl, performance. $5 minimum. Yeah, $5 <laughs> minimum. If I'm doing drag, it's $5 minimum. <laughs> so, Malika Dickerson has been like keeping the drag industry going through her Facebook Lives. And I've definitely um, been watching and commenting and like the songs... I'm like, yes, Cursed by Vivian Green. Yes, Heaven Sent by Keisha Cole. And I sit there and I'll be in trends for like three hours. I'm like, wow, it's 1 a.m. I need to go to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. this is, I'm actually watching Malika Dickerson's virtual drag show. And it's better than Versus. I mean, I know you get two girls going back and forth for two hours on Versus. But I am really enjoying Malika Dickerson's virtual drag show. So um, follow Malika Dickerson on Facebook. I will do my best to, I don't know when she go. She go live like two or three times a week. I guess when she can get five or six girls to put their gowns and wigs on or put on their costumes, she go live. Like, girl, y'all want this money? Let's go live and get it. And I'm like, yes, d- yes. So 
Oh, excuse me, that Tequila coming back up. Um, so Malika Dickerson, you're my last call. Keep the the drag industry going. We can't go to clubs, but we will get a virtual drag show. Shout out! I'm absolutely here for it. Yeah, I saw um a little bit of one of them, <clears throat> but I wasn't sure exactly. If it, it felt like um when the DJs have been going live and doing live concerts, mm-hmm. um, because it was in somebody's home. Yes. So I want a little bit more production value. She doing she came little, from her house. Yeah, I just want a little bit more production value. That's it. I think yeah. it's great. Cause shit, you doing something positive that I'm not. I'm sitting around here in my goddamn shorts. I ain't wore underwear in two weeks. You you doing better than me. <laughs> um my last call this week is <clears throat> in America today, one in five transgender people say they've been discri- discriminated against when seeking a home, and nearly one in ten have been evicted from their homes because of their gender identity. However, one organization in Memphis believes tiny homes can help. My sister's house, and yes, it's spelled the ghetto way, S-I-S-T-A-H apostrophe S, my sister's house, mm-hmm. is working to create long-term solutions for housing cri- for the housing crisis for black trans women in the South. In addition to providing equitable housing, healthcare advocacy, career resources and community spaces my sister's house is going the extra mile to offer real solutions by building a small neighborhood of 20 tiny homes mortgage free can you believe that in memphis tennessee they are building a neighborhood for black trans women who can't that's not very ghetto can't who cannot (laughs) get fair housing in other places that they should. Mm-hmm. Um, they have currently raised over $270,000 to date with an end goal of $450,000. Um, they're working hard to make the goal a reality by June 2021. So they're still working towards the goal. They're still building and building and making, trying to make this dream come true. They have some places already established, but again, they haven't got exactly where they want to go. But for an organization in Memphis, Tennessee, to be doing this, I don't understand how we don't have other organizations doing this in every city in the whole United States of America. Because the issue that black trans people face in housing is not just a Memphis issue. It's a oh, issue. It's a DC issue. It's Cookie Tookie got to go find me up right now. <clears throat> a Philly issue. <laughs> it's a Detroit issue. It's a LA issue. It's a everywhere in this. It's whole a Wyoming country. issue. It's an Idaho issue. Well, I don't. It's know a Kansas that. issue. No one. Trans people are everywhere. No one lives in Idaho. Wyoming is the least populated state in the union. And meanwhile, Washington D.C. has to argue to become a state, but more yes. later. <clears throat> no, no, that's gonna be it because we're gonna end here, <laughs> here shortly. Well, shout um, out, what's the name again? Shout out to Memphis, my sister's house. And so, again, even the 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 name is saying volumes. It's saying my sister's house because trans women, black trans women specifically, 
are our sisters. Leading and, the culture. And if it was your sister and somebody told her, no, you can't live here because you look like this, or I believe you have sex with these types of people, or you live this type of quote-unquote lifestyle, if somebody told your sister that, would you not put your sister somewhere else? Would you not say, hey, sister, come home, come live with me, or I can put you over here somewhere? I know I have a sister, and if that was the case for my sister, I would. I would. So why wouldn't y'all? It's my last call this week. Really powerful. Wow, 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 wow. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Here for a Podcast. Make sure you follow the show on the internet, Here for It Pod, wherever you can um DM your man or hit your man's secret lover. And um, or his entanglement. (laughs) First of all, entanglements featuring Rick Ross, a baby girl. I know she counseled, but Woo! Mm. Mm. Entanglements. When you tangled up with me, mm. he down the hallway and he can hear you. You're my little secret. What we doing down here? <laughs> what we doing down here? Then my man can hear. <laughs> remember huh? from the remember the commercial for Candyman before Candyman didn't come out, and we apparently yeah, we didn't see that world, shit until the world. We ain't gonna see that shit until 2020. But homegirl said, We don't do that. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. that was the, we don't talk about the entanglements. <laughs> Things he did. That. Things his, his bank account did. That. He better deposit him checks. Shout out to August. I still have not listened to the album. Okay, so what does that say about the music industry? I have not listened to his album. That we every, only listening to old shit. Every time there's an entanglement, no shade, we listen, we follow that drama. But his new single, My Bedroom, uh, maybe he should title his next song, My Bedroom. I'm like, oh, what's going on in your bedroom, Ms. Jaden? <laughs> what's going on, Ms. Jaden? In the words of JoJo, leave, get out. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not listening to the album. I imagine. Have y'all listened to the album? What no. y'all think about the album? <laughs> no, it ain't tweet on us. It is no tweet us. We're not gonna tweet back. We're like, girl, one girl tweeted us. <laughs> um, but anyway, wrapping up the show. Um, follow the show on the internet at Here For It Pod. Of course, hereforitpod.com. Get our merch. Um, problematic t-shirts. Our sales are through the roof. Um, so um, here for shop.com. I'm trying to get shot glasses. If you know a vendor with some cute shot glasses that we can do our last calls to, send me their links. Um, here for live.com. I just had to rebuy that. Going live where? <laughs> I don't know. Instagram. <laughs> we're going to be live at Instagram. <laughs> We're not gonna be live. I'm not gonna be if it it might be one one of one half of here for a podcast is live somewhere and you know which half it won't be me. And we did a rooftop event right in time because I'm not doing that again. Not right now. Nope. Not to y'all niggas. Nope. Not to y'all niggas got get shots. Get your shots. If we requiring puppies to get shots, I want y'all niggas to get shots too. Sweetie, dogs are getting coronavirus. I'm out. <laughs> so that's I, I was allergic. I'm not anyway. doing live. I was allergic anyway, but dogs are getting coronavirus. I'm unavailable. No, nope. no, nope. I'm going live <laughs> on Instagram. 
If you catch me on Facebook Live, celebrate. Sweet, sweetie, there was a chick attached. Um, but my name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. I'm still your dedicated download lover, BKA, the Kim Kardashian of Bob. We just said we're not doing DL girls no more. <laughs> just <can't. laughs> did you cancel yourself? God damn, girl. Fuck. Help me. I'm trying to help you because you just said I'm your download. What girl? Uh-huh. We're not doing DL no more. No. And DMO said we can't do DL no more. So. Oh, that rhymed. I'm also a rapper. No, you follow no. my rap profile. Okay. Um, but yeah, Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N, aka the bisexual witch your parents warned you about. Please take whatever medications you are prescribed. The revolution is going to be televised. Stay tuned. Bye.